dropped off the prettiest little girl Same grade as me Tried to kiss her once in the aisle From Howl to Barbecue Wright Studios in Hernando, Mississippi Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group And now, here are your hosts Matt Crane and Derek Biglane Good morning, Matt Morning, Derek well, as we mentioned on our Tuesday show, we're actually taping this on a beautiful Thursday afternoon. Uh, looking forward to great events happening tonight for the both of us. We'll start with you. What do you What do you have going on tonight? Well, Derek, I will be driving my daughter in the homecoming parade. Uh, Hannah Grace was crowned uh, most beautiful last year, and uh, so she will be riding the parade. And she's also a senior maid for the homecoming court. So, uh, man, you know, driving a parade tonight, tomorrow, which most of our listeners will be hearing this uh, as we release our show on Friday, uh, the homecoming game, which we're going to talk more about here shortly, will be happening tonight. But, man, just a really busy – I think we take pictures at 4 o'clock on the square. Uh, we have to do – or the school does um, the presentation pep rally about 9 a.m. And uh, just, just a busy day. I mean, proud dad, but at the same time, I'll be uh, quite ready when things kind of start to wind down. But congratulations, Hannah Grace, for being a homecoming maid. Really want to – congratulate you and also congratulate all the young people that have just really really had a fun homecoming 2021 the school was very well represented the student council which my uh, son and daughter are both part of took really good pictures and showed all the participation everything from marvel disney decade day all that kind of stuff so congratulations to hernando high school for a wonderful 2021 homecoming week yeah, congratulations and looking forward to a, a great game tonight. As you said, we'll preview. Uh, my game will be tonight. So when you're hearing this, it will be last night. So I have I obviously don't have any updates on that. We will cover that on our Tuesday show along with the uh, Lewisburg-Hernando homecoming game. So uh, I'm hoping it's a great game. I'm hoping I'm, I'm happy when you're listening to this uh, podcast. I uh, hope it's been a good night for the Trojans. So we'll see how it goes. But should get a win. We previewed that on Tuesday. We're not going to do it again today. I, pr- I predicted a 40-point win on you Tuesday. Did, you Derek, did predict so. a 40-point win. No pressure on the uh, Trojans this, this is Bo said that was rat poison. <laughs> he said it was – he told me that he listened to it, he heard the rat poison, and turned it off. So, yeah, so they're now, they're now calling it rat poison that you predicted a 40-point win. So someone in your house listens to our show. Someone in our house listens to our show. He called it rat poison, and therefore he turned it off and will be focused on the okay. uh, St. Benedict Eagles right. tonight. He just needs to be focused on snapping, get that done, win by 39. There you go. <laughs> I guess. That's it. Uh, so anyway, but yeah, so it's, I'm hoping for a great night. It's going to be a beautiful night for both events. Really looking forward to it. And, uh, man, it's also going to be a beautiful weekend to look for houses. Absolutely, Derek. Actually, you know, a lot of people are out of school on Monday, fall break for North Point, so they're out of school Friday and Monday. But a perfect time to get around Hernando, DeSoto County, anywhere in the Mid-South. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, please reach out to our 2021 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. They possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience and also possess over 25,000 closings since 2009. They've been ranked nationally as a top-performing real estate team. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which simply means they are available whenever you need them. They're currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. Again, that's a free, no-obligation market analysis. They only need your address. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code, homes in the area, what they sold for, what they listed for. Brian and Terry, there's no one that's going to give you better information about your home when it comes to buying or selling than Brian and Terry at Team Couch or Birch Realty Group. Give them a call, 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 901-461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. Best time to reach Brian is during the Ole Miss-Arkansas game this coming weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Please call him between 11 and 3 on Saturday. Oh, that would be awesome. Just go ahead and call him. Hey, man, I got a, about a million-dollar home. Can you come out and look at it right now? That'd be one way to get him uh, off the couch for sure. But Brian and Terry, we really appreciate you being our 2021 presenting sponsor. Again, their phone number is 662-449-1700 or learn more about them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Derek, also perfect weather this weekend to get out and do a little barbecuing. Get out in the backyard, do some barbecuing, watch football on the big screen, whatever you want to do. If you want to take your barbecue game to the next level, you need to stop by our 2021 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right Shop. 
How to Barbecue Right Shop, located right here in Hernando. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, cast iron, thermometers, cutting boards, knives, or some of the neatest high-end smokers on the market, you want to stop by Malcolm's shop. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you need to stop by and see it today. Find more information on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. Give them a call at 912-9947. That's 912-9947. Or look at their website, howtobbqright.com. That's howtobbqright.com. But the best thing to do is to visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop located at 496 Whitfield Drive right here under the water tower. Thank you, Malcolm and Rochelle, for being our 2021 studio sponsor. Well, Derek, it's our Friday show. Twice a month, that means we break down or review the Hernando Alder meeting that took place. So let's talk about the Hernando Alder meeting that just took place a few nights ago. Tell us about the Hernando Alderman meeting from the first of this month. Had a really big hire in the meeting. Did have a big hire, Matt. We'll get to that uh, here in just a second. First, they started off the meeting, of course, with the pledge and the, and the prayer, that sort of thing. But there was an award that Hernando received uh, that uh, Doc Harris wanted to be pointed out. And that was that the Hernando was honored to, uh, to be the fifth Purple Heart city in DeSoto County. And DeSoto County is now the first county in the state of Mississippi to have all of their cities recognized as Purple Heart cities. Uh, this is done through the Veterans Affairs. We did report back uh, a few months ago when South Haven received theirs. Right. Uh, so Hernando is fine. This is the last uh, city in the county to receive it. So just want to say congratulations to the city for that, that designation uh, as a Purple Heart city. Uh, as we move through the agenda, of course, uh, there was no issues on the consent agenda. Uh, they did add the uh, a the planning director uh, as was added to the agenda by the mayor. And so this was added as, I believe it was item number 14. And they added uh, the approval of a planning director. There was, um, so you know, we know that we've been short of planning director since December, been several uh, applications. There was a lot of people really not wanting to apply until after July 1st because wanted to see who the new board was, didn't want to be hired in April and then replaced in you know July or August. So that kind of was a, a, a a moratorium, I guess, and some sorts of people wanting to apply. Uh, but they did start receiving applications in the last couple months. Uh, they had uh, what they thought would be somebody they wanted to hire, and then a candidate came from Plano, Texas. Uh, Plano, Texas, uh, her name was Kendra Cobbs, submitted her application and was immediately, you know, called, I believe, talked to by the mayor last Friday. Uh, really was impressed. He had a couple of other of the aldermen's kind of talk, review her application, uh, review her credentials. They were also very impressed. Uh, she was moving here uh, for her husband. Uh, her husband has family here, so they were kind of moving back to be closer to his family. She, so she was not let go at Plano, Texas. She resigned. Uh, she was uh, very well thought of in Plano, Texas. She originally started uh, at a city in a small city in South Carolina and worked her way up to, which we know is Plano, Texas, is a very large suburb of Dallas, north of Dallas. So she's done a great job planning that. They've, they've had some more growth, just like uh, just you know like that we are a suburb of a growing metropolitan area. Same thing with Plano. Obviously, they're a lot further along than we are. Dallas is a lot bigger city than Memphis. So she brings that expertise. She was, uh, it was immediately uh, proposed. Uh, that was seconded. The motion was seconded. No discussion. And everybody immediately said yes. Her first, her first day on the job will be October 18th uh, at the salary of $78,000 a year that was approved for the uh, this new budget year starting October 1st. Derek, I have a strange feeling. I know her first podcast that she will be uh, interviewed by. Yeah, cannot wait to have her on. Absolutely. Uh, Kendra Cobbs, welcome to Hernando, Mississippi. Really, really excited to uh, have a planning director. We're ready. To, uh, Derek and I have said that numerous times here on the show. Um, Derek's involved in banking. I'm involved with different real estate stuff. Um, I know the developers and people in Hernando from a business standpoint are really, really excited about getting someone uh, in the planning department. So look forward to a, a wonderful future with you. And uh, we will be reaching out to you pretty soon to come on and maybe talk your vision a bit about Hernando and how you ended up here. Congratulations on the new job and look forward to it. Yeah, really looking forward to her background and kind of what the vision that she had for Plano, how far it came along under her leadership and what she can do for Hernando. Really excited about that. Well, Derek, I think I, what I'm excited about is the fact you just mentioned she did she didn't she wasn't fired in Plano or whatever. A lot of times in these gigs, these jobs you know, a lot of times, for lack of a better word, retreads or somebody was let go in Batesville and so they end up here and that type of stuff. This is not the case. She's moving to the area for a different reason and gets to stay in her profession. Uh, her credentials are, are, are solid and uh, really, really excited and can't wait to meet Miss uh, Miss Cobb. So, Kendra, again, congratulations from the UTW Podcast. Next was a uh, the 
owner developer of the mini stores going up next to the uh, Renaissance Park was asking for an appeal of the denial that the Planning Commission denied for a buffer. Uh, this was done about a month ago. And so just long story short, I'm not going to go too deep in the, in the weeds about what kind of goes on on the planning side, but there needs to be a 30-foot buffer uh, between everything except for other C4 properties. So this is a C4 property. And so if, it was a, if this was like joining next to another commercial building of some sort, they would only have to have a 10-foot buffer. But because it is adjoining a park... Uh, or anything other than a commercial property, it would need a 30-foot buffer. It, it butts up against the dog park. What we found out Tuesday night was that the actual land itself is zoned R10. Uh, this was originally supposed to be a neighborhood that when Renaissance Park... Uh, does, does the R stand for rough? <laughs> did the owner did the owner give you a rough estimate? Oh, my God. Do, do, <laughs> do, do I have... But don't... Um, yes, Matt. They, I guess they, yeah, there was a rough estimate of the uh, of the the buffer zone, but it was originally R10, which means that this was a residential subdivision that Renaissance Bank foreclosed on several years ago during the, after the recession, somewhere around that 08 to 10 time period. They took it back. They then decided, hey, instead of selling this, we're going to donate it to the city. It can give us a tax write off plus. You know, we, we can have our name on it for the rest of, you know, however many years, eternity maybe. Um, so that's what that's what how that went on. Well, they thought the planning commission uh, did a planning map of DeSoto County, and they have it zoned as C4 because the there are two commercial lots next to 51, the mini storage now being one of them, that was zoned C4, and they kind of carried that throughout the rest of the land. That was incorrect. Uh, it was, never was rezoned from the, the R10. Uh, it was not found out until after the building had been started that it was re- that it kept the designation of R10. And so that's what they were appealing. They said, look, if he would have known this was an R10 and had to have a 30-foot buffer, he may not have purchased the property. He purchased it thinking it was next to a commercial property. Well, there was back and forth. He... The, the uh, engineer produced evidence about, you know, why this was, why he bought the land, that it's actually asking for 10 feet. If it was a commercial property, they're given 19.25 feet. They're building a 16-foot brick wall that will help with the sound. You know, and you won't be able to see trucks and moving vans and RVs that are parked there. Uh, so, you know, he was trying to make a case about why they should appeal the denial or, or they should overturn the denial, excuse me, by the planning department, the planning commission. And, Alderman heard it. There were some, a couple of questions. Doc Harris actually made a motion to to overturn the appeal. Uh, it was uh, it was seconded. Uh, it went to a vote, and it was turned down. So his motion was denied, uh, five to two. So then a motion was made by Chad Wicker to uh, basically to keep the appeal in place. I mean, excuse me, to keep the denial in place from the Planning Commission. It was seconded and voted, and of course, it was approved with the same margin of five to two, with the two dissenting votes being Doc Harris, who had put up the other motion, and Andrew Miller, who had seconded the original uh, motion. So again, they will have to maintain the 30-foot wide. You know, the building, a lot of the building has started. Not, not sure that what that's going to mean for the developer, what it's going to have to do on that property. So, you know, but he will have to maintain that 30-foot buffer plus keep the same number of trees and some, you know, items that were already uh, asked to be planted. Those will be pines, oaks, and stuff like that will still have to be planted also. So they, they did deny the, the motion. Um, going to the next thing. Basically, there was a, a good discussion on street repair and overlays. So they have a list of 18 properties that came from a civil link, I guess a civil link that had prepared something back in 2018 as a guide to use them. Okay, here are your worst streets. Here's how they ranked. We know over the last two or three years, not many streets have been improved. So those are basically still the streets they're looking at. So they kind of went down with that. And, you know, so they started talking about, okay, well, we need to start on these streets. We have $1.2 million. Where is it going to go? Well, the streets were listed. There were no values given. So they ask uh, the city engineer to go back and start getting prices. Okay, how much is each going to be? That will kind of help us know how many we can squeeze into a $1.2 million budget. Well, then Alderman Beth Ross, she said, hey, look, um, I've actually got streets that I know are probably worse than some of these streets in my ward. I need to have those added. So then the, the mayor said, hey, look, anybody that wants to add some more streets, add some more streets. So there's going to be streets added. They're gonna, he's going to bring a list. And he says he's going to have them by the next meeting, which that seems like a really short time frame to be able to have 18 now plus streets to have prices on approximately how much those would cost. But he says he's going to have it next meeting. We'll hear it next meeting. And then they'll, based on that, they'll start setting their priorities. And they would like to start bidding these out sometime in January. So that's why I saw Alderman Robinson in his golf cart uh, with a notepad looking at potholes. Look, I hope he's coming through our neighborhood. <laughs> I hope he's going to the front of our neighborhood and catching right off that roundabout. Yeah. 
that needs to be added. I the, mean, we don't you, have to. Oh, form, you mean the official Hernando High School cut through? Yes, yes, the cut through. Yeah. So if you want traffic counts, yeah, put a put a strip <laughs> out there between uh, six forty five and seven twenty a.m. and two forty five and three thirty p.m. and get your traffic counts. That's, That's all it. you need to know. I'm thinking about hiring just like a security guard and just kind of being part of the Hernando High School, uh, you know, entry and that type of stuff. <laughs> I mean, it is a, basically just a speedway through there yep. during those times. Uh, next, the uh, there was a couple of approvals for uh, at least for a Gale Center. Uh, there was approval for GIA to sign the Christmas lighting agreement. Christmas is only two months away, if you believe it or not. Uh, but the next big thing we wanted to look for was talking about the asphalt to be laid at the Motor Scooter Drive Old Highway 51. They decided they're definitely going to go asphalt because um, it was 204000 compared to 613000 They did ask to have, see if the uh, – Lehman Roberts, who won the lowest bid, would hold it for 30 days to allow them to get these other prices back because this would be part of the 1.2 million. Right. So if you have 200, if you already know that 200,000 has to be spent on this, then they want to say, okay, let's can they hold it for 30 days? We we'll get these other prices to make sure this is what we want to do. So the city engineer is going to go back and see if, if yes, they will approve this bid. The bid was approved. Could you, you know, wait 30 days? This is good for 30 days and see what they say. The last thing really that was large, I guess, to the talk was the uh, discussion of upgrading the proposed 8-inch water lines on Green Tea Road to 12-inch. We talked about this last time. They are very interested in doing this. Kind of went through the legal thing. Uh, the city attorney said, yes, this can be done. Uh, we can do this now. We can't write direct checks, but there is a way that we could be, get this done. So what it came down to is, is they're going to look to have the city engineer to see approximately how much it would be. Now, if buying the 12-inch pipe is probably going to be more than $50,000, he's going to have to get bids for that. If it's probably going to be less than $50,000, he can get quotes for that. So he's going to research that. Whichever way it goes, they've already approved him to go ahead and get those quotes and or bids. And what the city is looking to do is go ahead and purchase 12-inch pipe for the sections that they want. They would then hand those pipes already bought uh, based on a bid or a quote process to the developer uh, of the field house is putting the the at least eight inch line in and have him put the 12 inch line in the sections that the city would like instead of the eight inch line so the city's basically paying the difference over the eight inch pipe for that same section that's kind of what they wanted to do it's probably going to be in an eighty thousand dollar that's kind of the number that was thrown around eighty to eighty five thousand dollar range as to what that approximate cost would be if that is the case, that's going to be a bid, not a quote. But, you know, they'll have those answers. And go, and hopefully within the next 30 days, they will have done that, gotten the bids back, selected the lowest one, and hadn't, you know, given that to the uh, the field house because they are looking to be open, I believe, by Thanksgiving, uh, if not by the 1st of December. So that's really going to have to be done quickly to get it in the ground. The owner of the field house is simply going to the city and saying, hey, guys, this may be the beginning of development out here for the next five to 10 years. You're going to need 12 inches out here at some point, a 12-inch pipe out here at some point uh, for, for water and for growth. So he's just, you know, kind of coming to the city and saying, would be wise if you did this. But we cannot hold him up. So he's kind of got to move. I mean, he has a private entity and so forth. So, uh, you know, forward thinking by the city, uh, looking forward to how that goes down. I feel like we'll probably come to an agreement, get that 12-inch uh, pipe kind of taken care of and uh, and move forward. So uh, thank you to the Board of Aldermen for uh, that hard work. Derek, something else you didn't mention, which is not a big deal. You and I talked about it all fair. Uh, she went through it really quick. Uh, they did pass or allow the city clerk to begin to no longer have to use purchase orders for things less than $2,500. Uh, she talked about having purchase orders for things as low as 60 and stuff like that. I really think this is, is a good idea, a good program uh, for the city. The people that are the directors, uh, whether it be the police chief, fire chief, park director, planning director, all that, they have budgets. They have certain things that they do and have budgets. It allows them to freeze them up to run their budgets, run their entities uh, easier than have to send everything over to the uh, city hall for approval. So good job by the board of aldermen. Good job by by the city clerk. We've had, never had a chance to meet her personally, but she came highly recommended. I think she's doing a really good job for the city so far, trying to do things a little bit more efficient. Maybe like, hey, how how did South Haven do this? And, uh, you know, let's maybe go right there. So good job by them. I think it's forward thinking for sure uh, for that to happen. It's going to free up some time there for all of our different apartment departments and make things uh, a bit easier. So good job. Derek, let's move up to South Haven. Now that I mentioned a little bit of news, uh, two things coming to South Haven uh, that has started. What you got? Uh, the ground bacon for the two Whataburgers coming to South Haven were this week. And Matt, this is what happens when we stop covering South Haven so much, we don't get the invite for the Whataburger food truck 
that was there to uh, be able to eat the free Whataburgers on the uh, zero chance you'd have gone to the Whataburger food truck. Oh no, man! I, I think I'm you gonna would. Have, there's no way. I, I there's no way you would have gone. Food truck. Yeah, no, no, no. I gotta tell you my story about what I need to tell you something. We, my okay. first time I ever had a Whataburger. Quick story. Ten years old, Houston, Texas. Went out to see my uh, aunt who was living out there. And we pulled up, and there was a, a drive through person was very hard to understand. And she kept saying, you know, it was called, you know, I was assuming it was what a burger, right? You know, just, and so she kept saying, the way she said it, what a burger? And I was like, what in the world just happened? And we laughed. Man, it was the funniest thing I ever heard. And we sat there for five minutes because we couldn't understand what she was saying. And she kept saying, what a burger. And so every time we said it, we would say it back to her when we were ordering back what we wanted. Um, but it was, a, it was a great burger then. That was 35 years sure. ago and so it was a great burger then and finally we're, this is the first ones you know in this area finally getting here could not be uh, uh happier about it and so man i might have actually had one just for nostalgia reasons. just go my, just my go, word man. my word on Tuesday was nostalgia just for nostalgia reasons to get that burger but again open uh, the groundbreaking was held you'll have the one that's gonna be built next to the chick-fil-a on uh, Getwell road the other one is going to be the uh, refurbishing of the tgi fridays on on goodman road and just really really excited about this coming it's a great event Looked like it was well attended. And again, I know this is up in South Haven, but this is huge for this area. Uh, they're actually going to put two more in Memphis also. Just being able to go up there. And a lot of people travel to up and down the Getwell Corridor. That's a huge corridor for Hernando. And so you're going to be able to go right there. You're no longer having to fight in line at Chick-fil-A or Slim or some Chickens or you know that sort of thing. There'll be a couple more restaurants that are getting ready to open in Silas Square. And then now add Whataburger to the mix. Really just a great, great area. And looking forward. And just congratulations not only to South Haven, but to the whole county uh, being able to get you know these type of restaurants coming in yeah absolutely Derek. national chain wants to invest in desoto county that's a really good not only invest in one store but two stores right here in desoto county so good job for them congratulations south haven and lord knows we all travel up to get well quarter quite a bit uh, can enjoy that at whataburger coming up pretty soon Derek, we'll just kind of call it north versus south that's what we'll call it right here the state <laughs> the state of mississippi is suing the state of tennessee for something going on right here in this area tell us about it real quick they are suing and this the and the reason we're saying you know this I guess talking about this today the Supreme Court uh, is hearing this this case is Mississippi versus Tennessee and this is a dispute over that Memphis light gas and water is siphoning more than 400 billion gallons of water from Mississippi groundwater for their own use and sale this is what Mississippi is claiming that basically Memphis is doing the uh, Memphis Light Gas and Water is doing. Uh, they've been saying that the uh, the aquifer, the Memphis Sand Aquifer that runs uh, under Tennessee, under Arkansas, and under Mississippi, that Tennessee has basically exhausted their part of the aquifer since 1985, and that since that time they've been pulling from the Mississippi portion of the aquifer to be able to, you know, obviously drink water, water their lawns, all the water usage that's going on in Memphis and, and Western Tennessee, and so that's very, you know, obviously it's it's enraged Mississippi enough to bring a lawsuit. The lawsuit, I believe was filed in 2017 it has now reached the supreme court and they're actually hearing it it was not you know uh, pushed aside it was not sent back down it was not dismissed they're actually hearing it uh, so that has started this week the Miss state of mississippi is asking for 600 million dollars i think 615 million dollars in damages based on that uh basically 30 years of using or 35 years of using uh the mississippi water now the uh, as i said this started hearings on monday Reading up on Matt doesn't look good so far for the state of Mississippi. Uh, they basically say the way things work when they different multi-states use resources, whether it be rivers, uh, aquifers, anything like that, it basically comes down to apportionment. So how much are you know you using? You know, how big are you know, how many population-wise or the, pop, the size of your state, that sort of thing, and they kind of split it up. And so far, they've asked Mississippi, you know, how are you proving that, you know, that your apportionment should be this and their apportionment should be this? When, and so it does not look good so far. Uh, there were several states that came out in favor of Tennessee saying, hey, you can't say that one state owns, you know, more than another state of a certain, you know, shared resource. That's going to be a really bad precedent. Uh, and so they, nobody wrote a letter in favor of Mississippi. But again, they are hearing it. I thought it was a, a huge thing that we're actually having this case heard and so there probably will come down some type of legislation which will set a precedent for things going forward of this nature but you know so you call it north versus south i hope that it's not you know we know that we're very good with our water down here we know that you know we obviously are growing uh 
area that needs to make you know clean drinking water is one of the top five or ten things that are looked for by companies that, co- that come here and we have a wonderful clean drinking source if you go into other parts of the country i mean even in natchez it has you can tell they put you know fluoride and stuff in it there is a different taste the, the feel of the water is different on you when you take a shower or something we have such great water up here i hope it's not affected in the long term we know that is a very scarce resource that's getting more scarce each year uh, but again just for those of y'all that are interested uh, it is mississippi versus tennessee it is at the supreme court right now and should be settled here in the next couple of weeks what you want to you really want to be Derek, is, is if we settle this if you settle this for 400 million dollars you want to be the, <laughs> if right. we can settle for 400 million you want to be the attorney yeah oh, you, oh you, yeah, you, yeah. you really want to be the attorneys i mean you look up that oh yeah we'll settle for 275 million dollars yeah. and i'll take my 30 percent and go home so um you know we'll see uh keep us updated on that Derek. i i understand what both sides are saying yeah. it's gonna be like you said setting a precedent is gonna be pretty tough yeah but, i mean because it, i mean and look up a, a map of the aquifer i mean it's pretty it does go into our i mean it's underneath us all of course but it's underneath desoto county all the way down basically to vicksburg up to basically the where tennessee and kentucky meets and then stretches into arkansas maybe very southern missouri so it's a very large aquifer um but anyway that's kind of what the dispute's about well, Derek, something that nobody's going to dispute, definitely no one's going to dispute, is the success and the value of the Hernando Farmer's Market to our area. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. For more information, you can contact Gia Matheny at 449-9092. That's 449-9092. Gia Matheny is the Community Development Director and can help you with any questions you might have about the Hernando Farmer's Market. The Hernando Farmer's Market takes place every Saturday, May 1st through October. That's May 1st through October. They're proud to bring on three meat farmers that have recently come aboard. Brown Dairy Farms, Kendall Cattle Beef, and Rickman's Meat Company. These farms provide fillets, bone-in ribeyes, baby back, and spare ribs, sausage, tons of roast, and you can even purchase a quarter, half, or whole cow. Lots of ground beef if you're interested at the Hernando Farmer's Market for sure. Again, this Saturday, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., right here on the historic Hernando Square. The secret is out. North Point Christian is DeSoto County's most popular private school destination. 211 new students made the switch and became part of the North Point family this year, pushing their enrollment to record levels. They invite prospective families and students to mark your calendars for Friday, October 15th at 9.30 a.m. That's next Friday, October 13th at 9.30 a.m. This will be their first open house admissions event of the year. This open house is specifically designed for new prospective families with children pre-K to 12th grade. School choice is often about feel, and they have designed an event to help you know if North Point is right for you. Families will have an opportunity to hear from their head of school, meet one-to-one with the upper and lower division leaders, learn about the affordability and value of North Point education, observe their students and teachers while classes are in session, and tour the buildings and grounds. Come see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. School representatives will be on hand to answer your questions about North Point's distinctive approach to school health and safety, as well as their unmatched academic, athletic, and arts offerings. They're asking for reservations to be made, so to RSV and hold your spot today, please contact Director of Admissions, Ms. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127, again, 662-349-5127, or by emailing her at sshero.com at ncstrojans.com. Podcast brought to you by Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local State Farm provider. They are located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former Hernando Alderman and longtime local resident. His team specializes in insurance for auto, life, home, or your business. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 429-5213. That's 429-5213. Or learn more about them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Again, that's Lauderdale Insurance Agency on Facebook. 
Well, it's our Friday show at the UTW Podcast, which means the DeSoto County shout-outs. The DeSoto County shout-outs are very simple. Typically, it's us giving praise, giving a shout-out, giving recognition to local 501c3s or local nonprofits that are starting to do wonderful things in our neighborhood or trying to put together great events. Well, Derek, our next two events will be on October 16th, but we're going to talk about the first one that takes place from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. We're speaking of the Halloween Off the Square. This is a partnership with the Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce and Connection Gymnastics. Halloween Off the Square, Saturday, 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock, located at the DeSoto County administration building a huge parking lot right there off the square the desoto county administration building 3 p.m to 5 p.m if you're interested in being one of the trunks contact the local chamber 429-9055 that's 429-9055 if you're a church group a business or if you would like to just help personally contact the chamber again 429-9055 for more information that's going to be halloween off the square saturday october 16th from three o'clock to five o'clock when you're done with halloween off the square Derek. What's an event they can go to? All right. So right after that event from 6 to 9 that night will be the Hernando Rotary Brewfest. The Hernando Rotary Brewfest is a fundraiser uh, with the pro- a portion of the proceeds going to the Honduras Water Missions, uh, Water Well Missions, uh, along as the Vaden Scholarship that they give to two Hernando seniors each year. So this will be uh, from 6 to 9 p.m. that night at Jim C's Courtyard. This is the courtyard just off Panola Street. Uh, right behind uh, the Community Foundation, Northwest Mississippi. Tickets will be are, are for sale now. They're $30 a person, $50 a couple. You can call 901-517-5132 uh, in order to get the tickets. You can come by the Bank Corps South on Commerce Street to purchase the tickets, or the tickets will be available at the door. Uh, so either one, again, $30 a person, $50 for a couple. They're going to have craft beer tastings. Matt, we have uh, Memphis Made coming in. They're going to have several of their beers uh, that they've sent out already have let us know. They're going to have a uh, Amber Ale. They're going to have um, something called the uh, Pied Attack, which is a Scottish Ale. They'll be having the Junt, which is a really dark porter. Um, and so just a great, great, uh, you know, event they'll have a representative there also backwater brewery has already said they're bringing three ciders uh not quite sure of what the beers are yet that's going to be based on what they brew next week uh but they'll be letting us know that monday or tuesday and then we'll fill in other beers from a local distributor uh clark beverage will be providing us with other beers from memphis company so just really looking forward to a great night food will be provided from such places and i, I know i'm going to miss somebody but i'll name a couple there'll be lenny's bonchibo uh, crossroad seafood brick oven uh, Papa John's Pizza, as well as a couple others. So again, you have your food. Everything is included with the price of the ticket. You'll receive a five-ounce uh, cup as you walk in with our Rotary logo on there. You'll be able to sample as many beers as you want to, uh, food included. So just come out and have a wonderful time. Again, 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, at the Panola Street Courtyard, right there, Jim, uh, Jim C's Courtyard. Uh, and there will be entertainment that night also. It's going to be uh, Adam Mitchell playing for the first hour, and then it'll be the lead singer of the band Truck Patch Revival, who played, I believe played uh, last month uh, on the square. His name is Frank Caswell, and he'll be playing from uh, 7 to 9 that night. So really looking forward to a great evening and hope everybody can make it. I've been to this event, Derek. Uh, congratulations to you guys for uh, bringing it back and, and being able to do it. Uh, benefits, like you said, the Hernando Rotary club and there there are many charities just a really really fun event and again it's it's early enough to where that's not bad for babysitters and it's also gets gets over to where if you want to go do something else you can certainly go do that so six to nine on october 16th right there at the panola street courtyard uh look look for tickets you can visit hernando rotary club find them on facebook all that different stuff i've definitely seen it all around social media well derek something that went away last year but they're coming back bringing it back a little bit in the fall but it's a little bit odd on the name tell us about the Spring Fest, we're going to go back up to South Haven, which, again, UTW podcast listeners, we've really started to kind of hone in and cover the Hernando area. But a lot of our listeners are going to uh, attend Spring Fest and have over the years. Tell us about Spring Fest coming back to South Haven this year. It is. Remember, in the spring, they told us they had to cancel it again in April uh, due to the pandemic. But they had went ahead and booked the last week of October. They're going to go through with it. Uh, they didn't really change the name. We talked. Uh, they had a cool name that they had mentioned back then. They didn't chose not to use that. They are calling it officially 
It's still Spring Fest 2021. Um, it'll be October 26th through 30th at Snowden Grove. Uh, now, this is the uh, annual barbecue contest will go on. Uh, it's hosting a dual-sanctioned event. So it's, it's going to be sanctioned by both the Memphis Barbecue Network and the Kansas City Barbecue Society. Oh, wow. So it should be a very huge event. I'm sure Malcolm will be up there or, or maybe up there helping people uh, with, with their rubs, with their salsas and stuff, like that sort of thing. So really looking forward to that. Uh, again, October 26th through 30th. The, there is one change from the spring just for this year. There will not be musical entertainment. Correct. Uh, there will not be, you know, usually there's a huge concert Friday and Saturday night uh, in the amphitheater. They're not doing that this year. They're putting all the focus on the barbecue cooking contest and the fair itself. The fair will start on Tuesday. There will be wristband nights on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of that mm-hmm. week. The Carnival Midway will open at 4 p.m. on Tuesdays, Wednesday, and Thursday uh, with admission at the gate. And then the the wristbands will be $20 uh, for an unlimited ride. And then Friday and Saturday, Spring Fest will open at noon each day uh, for Friday and Saturday. And the Carnival tickets will go on sale uh, for each Carnival ride, $1 each or 24 tickets for $20. So, again, um, at 12 noon on Friday and Saturday, the mission cost will be free for ages 10 and under and then $10 for those ages 11 and up. So again, that's a, we know everybody loved the Mid-South Fair. The Mid-South Fair is not over. Now we're having a Spring Fest. going to be the last week of October, 26th through 30th. If that's something you enjoy doing, head up Getwell Road and uh, enjoy that. Spring Fest has always been a, a big event, Derek, and the fact that they had to cancel it last year, but it'll be back, It'll be coming back this April, I would assume, uh, Spring Fest 2022. So we'll have more information about that. But congratulations to South Haven for bringing that back. I know a lot of people, uh, friends of ours, attended the Mid-South Fair. I know it's uh, it was a very well-attended year <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, for sure. So uh, that look forward to numbers on that but um spring fest back this year obviously not in the spring going to be in the fall but it gives you another opportunity to get out and enjoy carnival rides enjoy family stuff like that speaking of enjoying your family speaking of a, uh, a fun event for children uh, our last uh, shout out is going to be the crew boo fun run the crew fernando a men, local men's charity group uh derek uh, crew, crew fernando is heavily involved in uh, city politics and different stuff like sounds like it <laughs> City Politics, who knew, right? Who knew that that's what it was, what it was for? But the Crew Boo Fun Run will be coming up October 30th, Saturday, October 30th, from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. That's 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, registration, we're working on that right now, a local a, a website that we're working on. We're going to give you more information about that. But registration can take place that day. Fairly simple. $25 for one child, $10 for each additional. Now, if you say, wow, that's a, that's a lot. Well, you get face painting, jumpy jumps. The first 100 kids that finish the race will get a medal. All the proceeds go to the Hernando Public Library. Every dime that we raise will go to the Hernando Public Library. So please consider coming out. The Crew of Hernando Crew Boo Fun Run, the inaugural Crew Boo Fun Run, will be coming up Saturday, 9 to 12, October 30th. It's a way for us to uh, you know, really kick off Halloween. It's a way, if, maybe, maybe if a kid wants to wear two costumes and they want to have one for Halloween and one for this fun run, there's going to be plenty of opportunities to, uh, to end up on the gram when it comes to that day. So please consider consider coming out crew boo fun run coming up saturday october 30th 9 to 12 more information to come well Derek, one of the costumes that may show up at the crew boo fun run is the hulk and if i recall there's a particular color tell us about it since 2001 green king spray services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush healthy weed-free outdoor living spaces they refuse to settle for the status quo continuously researching and testing the very latest methods products and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys with technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419. Or visit them on their website, greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Speaking of lawn care, I want to continue to recognize our longtime sponsor, William Services. William Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, new gate construction, new fence construction, anything on the outside of your residence or your commercial building, 
Richard and his team can help. No job too small, no job too large. If he can't help you with it, he'll find somebody that can. Give him a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. You know, Derek, a lot of people stop me all the time and say, man, how you guys transition into commercials and stuff like that. So here's how we're going to transition to this one. This past weekend, Derek and I received a video of our bumper music, which is simply Bus Route by Tyler Childers, being performed live by Tyler Childers at Red Rock. Red Rock. At Red Rock. Just a bucket list. Absolutely. No doubt. So uh, Dr. Paroli was nice enough to send that video of us. Uh, Derek and I began to realize that the song is so popular because of our podcast. That's oh, that's how Colorado found out about it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Colorado <laughs> knew nothing about it. He unveiled it because of our podcast. So uh, thank you, Tyler Childers, for uh, being a part of the UTW <laughs> podcast for sure. So thank you, Dr. Paroli, for that video. We really appreciate that. And speaking of Dr. Paroli, DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Paroli and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, implants, general dentistry, implant-supported dentures, and now Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with a relaxing, personalized dental care. You can call them at 662-429-5239. That's 662-429-5239. Or visit their office today to see the DFDC difference. They are the official dentist of the UTW podcast. Please consider making them yours. Well, Matt, uh, it's that time of the show to start looking at our sports section. And, of course, on the sports, we always like to start with volleyball first, especially now that volleyball is heading, getting ready to head into the playoffs. I uh, want to do the recap for this last week for volleyball before we turn to the one game we'll be previewing for tonight. We're starting off with the Lady Trojans, who are currently ranked number two in Division 2A volleyball and are hosting the regional tournament all week. They had their first match in the second round on Tuesday since they had a bye as the one seed and faced the number two seed in their district, FACS Lady Crusaders. The first set was tight, being tied several times until the Lady Trojans were able to pull it out in the end with a 25-20 victory in the first set. In the second set, the Lady Trojans jumped out over FACS and never looked back, taking it 25-12. The third and final set was a little closer, but the Lady Trojans exerted their dominance over the Lady Crusaders and took that set 23-16 for a 3-0 win. Top performers of the match were Quinn Thurman with 11 kills, 8 digs, and 2 aces, Sophia Bauer with 30 assists, two, 6 kills, and 1 block, Hassie Claire Thurman with 7 kills and 9 digs, and Briley Faith Cherry who had 7 kills, 3 digs, 4 blocks, and 2 aces. They now advance to the regional championship game where they face St. George's last night at 6.30, uh, again, we do not have those results today because uh, as of this taping, it has not happened yet. Uh, but it will be last night uh, at 6.30, so we'll have that on for you on Tuesday, along with the other volleyball starting uh, over the weekend or starting next week. So we want to say good luck to the Lady Trojans as they uh, hopefully won last night and will be heading to the state. We want to say good luck to the Lady Trojans uh, because win or lose, they will be heading to the state playoffs starting next week. Okay, I was going to ask that. So win or lose, they're moving on to the state playoffs. Yeah, the top they're two seeds. Yeah, they're too good a team to not move into the playoffs. Well, so, so it's the, th- the three teams. So basically it will be uh, both of these teams that, are, that played last night plus the winner of the consolation game will all advance to state. Also on Tuesday night, the TSSAA West Division II All-District team was named. Briley Faith Cherry and Quinn Thurman were named first team. Hassie Claire Thurman, Sophia Bauer, and Sailor Cole were named to the honor mention team. So kind of like what they did for the county team last week. The county teams had their first, second, and third team and honorable mentions. Uh, this is, uh, I guess, the, the West uh, District doing theirs. And so we want to say congratulations to those ladies on a, on a well-played uh, season. Next, we want to turn our attention to Lewisburg. They played their final regular season match of the year against Oxford. This was a non-district game who some think have a strong case to make a run in the playoffs this year. If that's the case, then so did the Lady Patriots. They easily took care of the Lady Chargers 3-0 in not only a mild upset but a dominant one, but this was without Oxford's best player, Ainsley Tacker, being in the lineup. 
The Lewisburg set scores were very similar to the Lady Trojans, with them taking a close opening set 25-20 and then winning the next 25-14 and 25-18. Kaylee Reichard scored 13 kills and had eight digs. Ella Grace Holloway made 13 kills and had three blocks. Avery Thomas had six kills and had three blocks. Hallie Stevens made 34 assists and six digs. And Sadie Bridgeforth scored 16 digs. The Lady Patriots will travel to Oxford, so they're playing them turn around right around now traveling to Oxford uh, for their first-round playoff match Tuesday night. But Lewisburg is expecting Oxford standout tacker to be back on the floor for the Chargers, for the Lady Chargers, in that playoff match next Tuesday night, so it's going to be a lot tougher than this one was. So we want to say, again, good luck to the Lady Patriots as they start their playoff run. Finally, uh, the uh, Hernando Lady Tigers had another in-school match against the Lady Gators on Tuesday, this time traveling to Lake Cormorant to finish up the home-and-home series. The last match when they played about a month ago went five sets, with the Lady Gators winning the last set 15-11. This match was just as close going all five sets. The Lady Gators started off strong, taking the first set 25-15, The Lady Tigers responded by gutting out the closest set of the match, having to go two extra points to get the 25-27 set. In the third set, it looked like that may happen again, but the Lady Gators prevailed 25-23. And then being against the ropes seemed to inspire Hernando, and they easily bruised through the fourth set, 14-25. But in the final and deciding set, Lake Cormorant did just enough to pull out the victory with Hernando getting one more point than they did the first time they met in the fifth set. Final set 15-12, to 12, and the Lady Gators take the 3-2 victory. Now, the Lady Gators have started their playoff run uh, already, and let me say that they are heavily favored in the 5A playoff. So this is not a bad loss for Hernando. They are heavily favored, the Lady Gators are, being the only 5A team uh, in the county. The uh, Lady Tigers then turned around and played Wednesday night against South Haven. They easily won 3-0. Uh, I think the matches were kind of close. We don't have individual stats for that, they did, but they did get the third seed now, and this solidifies them getting the third seed in the district for the playoffs. The Lady Tigers will now travel to Madison Central on Tuesday for their first round of the playoffs. The school is allowing fans to watch the match for free. You will need, so if you're a fan of the Lady Tigers, you will need to download the Season Cast app, that Season Cast app, and search for the channel HHS Volleyball all, all together and click to watch. Or you can go on your desktop and you can go to hhsvolleyball.mylivegame.com to watch. This is being provided by the, uh, by the volleyball team. So all the fans in DeSoto County who cannot make the trip to Madison Central can watch the game. And again, we want to say good luck to the Lady Tigers as they start their playoff run. Good luck to Lady Tigers, Lady Patriots, and Lady Trojans as these young ladies uh, you know, work so hard, Derek. I mean, again, I continue to say it every time. We do not know how big volleyball is, but, man, DeSoto County is, is really, really solid when it comes to volleyball. So good luck to all the young ladies that are going to be fighting hard in the playoffs over the next two or three weeks. So uh, we definitely will be cheering you on here under the water tower. And our sports coverage, our high school sports coverage, is always brought to you each and every week by Mobile Car and Van Rental. Mobile Car and Van Rental located at the corner of Commerce and McCracken. Do not drive to Memphis for a rental car anymore. Do not use the big boys anymore that tell you they don't have any cars or any stuff like that. We will do our absolute best. Mobile car and van rental locally, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. Derek just took care of a good friend of ours yesterday when it came to an insurance claim. So uh, she, Enterprise, had no cars for her or told her that. And so they, uh, you know, we happened to have one and it kind of came together. So insurance claims, uh, car breaks down, anything like that. If you need a car, daily, weekly, or monthly rentals, call Megan at 662-469-4555 at Mobile Car and Van Rental. Before we get to the games, we do want to give one shout-out to Hernando quarterback Zach Wilkie. He was named to the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Game roster. Uh, was announced on Wednesday, so he was the lone player from the, the two public schools that we cover uh, to be named to that team. Zach Wilkie uh, will be uh, – Playing uh, as quarterback on the Mississippi Alabama, uh, excuse me, on the Mississippi roster for the Mississippi Alabama All Star Game. So congratulations to quite him. the honor. Absolutely, we talk about it all the time. Anytime you're on an All Star team, especially covering that large, you know, both states, uh, that's a really big game. So congratulations to Zach and good luck uh, when that comes about. Probably summer, summertime. Yeah, it's usually uh, yeah, summertime. summertime yeah. Some, right, right, spring, late spring. Right. All right. So getting to the football games. Uh, obviously, as I mentioned, North Point played last night against St. Benedict, and we will review that game on our Tuesday show. 
show, uh, also including all the stats. With North Point playing on Thursday night and Hernando and Lewisburg playing each other, Matt, as we mentioned, we only have one game to cover. Uh, the Lewisburg Patriots at 1-4, 0-2, will be coming to Tiger Stadium tonight facing the Hernando Tigers 1-5, 0-2 for their homecoming game. Both teams, unfortunately, are at the bottom of the 6A Region 1 standing, and both will be looking for their first district win. Lewisburg is coming off a loss to Center Hill where they were caught off guard in the first half, but battled back and played well in the second half before losing 27-17. Hernando showed that their defense is improving, but the offense continues to struggle to get the ball in the end zone in their 16-9 loss to South Haven. Lewisburg's young team is understanding more each game what their new coach expects from them, and I think they will come to Tiger Stadium knowing they can win. Hernando will need quarterback Zach Wilkie to lead the team and will need help from his line, giving him time to find the receivers and uh, hopefully will be able to open up the run enough to keep the Patriots' defense all, uh, honest. Both teams have kickers who can make field goals when in range, I look for a close game with both teams being similar in size, and this will come down to defense. I do think that the Hernando defense is more tested and will hold the Patriots just enough for the Hernando uh, offense to outscore them. I'm looking for a close game, Matt, with the Tigers prevailing 24-17. 24-17 Derek's prediction. Mascot, uh, well, uh, the mascot battle, we're going to go with Tiger. Oh, man, look, even with one shot, even one the Tiger's going to We're going to go with the Tiger. Tiger would beat the Patriot in the mascot battle in the cage, cage match. Derek, I, I got to disagree with you. I, I feel like in, in one breath, we're talking about Zach Wilkie being named a top quarterback, being named to an all-star team. This is a particular game where I think Zach's going to have a heck of a game and put on a show tonight. I think Hernando rolls by 25-plus Okay, tonight. 25-plus okay. against the Patriots, which I think Hernando really, really needs. Uh, they're ready to uh, – you know, their offense needs to catch some breaks and, and, you know, just benefit from maybe some short fields. I think Hernando rolls by – well, I won't say 25. I'll say 20 or more. I'm going to say Hernando has gets it done tonight. But you're right. Size-wise, these are going to be two of the smaller teams in the 6A ranks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really feel good about that. I mean, the, the difference being Zach Wilkie being the quarterback. Rarely do you have a kid that's uh, committed to a D1 school, uh, you know, at the helm of a high school. And uh, let's rock and roll. I think Zach's going to do a good job tonight. But I'll be there. Excited. Uh, congratulations again to all the Hernando High School students that got to have homecoming. Looking forward to that. Derek, I, you know, get to walk her across the uh, 50-yard line. Yeah, during homecoming, during the halftime. So uh, I'll keep you posted on that, how that goes. Really, really proud of her and happy for her for sure. So, look, just an awesome time. Great time to be in Hernando. Beautiful weather under the water tower. Derek, we don't have much to complain about for sure. No, it's going to be a great weekend. And, uh, again, it is fall break uh, for some – I think they get Monday off. Yeah, we get Monday off. I think North yeah, Point's we get, off Friday. we get Friday and Monday off. So it's, it's fall break for everybody. So this is going to be a good long weekend. I get Monday off for Columbus Day. Excited about that. <laughs> so uh, just going to be a, a great long weekend and really looking forward to it. Look, if you enjoy what we do, enjoy our Tuesday and Friday shows, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast. Instagram at UTW Podcast and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you can hear our voice, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, give us a five star review. Simply hit five star review, give us a thumbs up, let us know that we're doing a good job. We really, really appreciate it as we continue to move up in local podcast ranks. Thank you so much. Say it after every show. Look for OB Pod. Simply stands for Olive Branch. That's OB Pod covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. The schools they cover, Olive Branch, Center Hill, and Lewisburg. Look for them. Give really good football coverage. OB Pod, wherever you can hear our voice. On our Friday show, we encourage each and every one that's listening, please consider going to church this weekend. Go to church. If you have a church you're looking at, you pass by, someone invited you, please just jump. Go, go to church this coming weekend. Numerous churches all around Hernando, all around DeSoto County that would love to welcome you and be a part of your family. So we will continue to encourage that on our Friday shows. Please take your family to church this weekend. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. <laughs>